again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the AMA Podcast. My name is Matt Ruddick, your host as always. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. It is March the 2nd as we release this episode, and I think you all know what that means. Uh, That means today is the final day to submit your comments for the NPRM on Remote ID. Uh, It's been a really challenging couple of months uh, since the remote ID, the proposed rules for remote ID were released. And uh, I know you guys have been feeling it. Certainly everybody here at AMAHQ have been feeling it. Um, While this is not the end of the road, this is not the end of the fight. um, I can certainly say that for, for many of us and I, and I say us, um, meaning the community, the model aviation community. Um, we're going to be really happy to take a big deep breath tomorrow and relax a little bit and know that, okay, that part's done. Now we can go out, we can do some flying and, and, and relax a little bit while, you know, as I said, the, the, the battle's not over, uh, or I should say the war's not over, but this battle certainly, uh, is taking a break. So while the FAA has to go through and read every single one of these comments. And when I say every single one of these comments as of today, and I'm recording this on March the 1st. Um, so as of the time I'm recording this, we are at 34,134 comments. Um, that's a staggering number. We almost hit 35,000. And actually by the time it is all said and done, we may even surpass 35,000. Um, that's a huge number to put it into perspective. As, uh, Tyler Dobbs mentioned last week, the, uh, the comment period for section three, three, six back in 2012 only reached about 18,000 comments. So we've practically doubled that number that's incredible. And I don't think that's going to go unnoticed at the FAA. So, um, first and foremost, thank you guys for everything you've done, uh, getting these comments posted. Uh, I see (laughs) all sorts of folks on social media, um, whether they're posting videos or they're, uh, they're actually posting their own comments that they submitted. Uh, they decided to make Facebook posts out of them and sharing them to the, the many groups, on Facebook, the different model aviation groups, including our own iFly AMA group. And uh, that kind of inspired me a little bit. And it's what's inspiring today's episode. What I thought we would do instead of having a normal guest on this week is uh, I wanted to share with you guys my comment that I submitted uh, to the FAA. I thought it only right in the, you know, uh, spirit of transparency to share with you uh, just some of my thoughts. Uh, so again, we'll get back to our normal scheduled programming next week, uh, I promise. But uh, like I said, I wanted to do something a little different today. Uh, so here I go. I'm going to share with you my comment to the FAA on the NPRM for remote ID. Dear sir, madam, my name is Matt Ruddick and I am an employee and member of the Academy of Model Aeronautics. For more than five years, I have worked every day in support of the hobby of model aviation and for those who enjoy it. During that time, 
I found my own passion for flight, become an active participant and enthusiast, and have even earned my SUAS Remote Pilot Certificate, or Part 107. I've taken my time to study the NPRM on Remote ID, and I believe that I have some points to contest on the proposed rules that have been put forth. First, this NPRM would eliminate the sale and use of SUAS without remote ID capability within three years of its implementation. Then only SUAS that could be sold and or flown would be from FAA vetted manufacturers. Implementing this would be completely devastating to a marketplace which is full of small businesses whose livelihoods depend on the sale of components that hobbyists purchase to build their own model aircraft. These hobbyists, who often pass their love for aviation and scratch building to their children and grandchildren, will be left without their path to lead youth to aviation-based interests and STEM-related fields of study. Plainly, being required to purchase pre-built model aircraft from a few select pre-approved manufacturers not only would be cost-prohibitive and detrimental to the model aviation marketplace, but it also eliminates so much of the educational aspects from air modeling at a time when America's youth is falling behind when it comes to interest in STEM. Of course, flying is only a small part of air modeling. Air modeling also involves electronics, engineering, computing, programming, and other skills that are incredibly valuable to our society. The value of model aviation is not just that it allows people to fly radio-controlled aircraft, but that it also educates, allows one to meet new people, and to build lasting memories with friends and family. This NPRM severely jeopardizes all of this. So many valuable skills that are packaged within this hobby will disappear under these new restrictions. Of course, the FAA has made a concession for self-built aircraft by allowing them to be flown in free areas. However, so many individuals do not live within reasonable distances to a FRIA. The FRIA provision is frankly just inadequate. With it being designed to expire over time, the FRIA program does not ensure that era modeling could survive beyond a decade. A FRIA may only be approved for 12 months, and then no more applications will be allowed. There aren't even any provisions for an existing FRIA site to be relocated after that initial 12-month period. And if a FRIA site is shut down for any reason, be it development, been sold, loss of access... It's lost forever, with no allowance to replace or relocate it, leaving those who utilize that FRIA area without a flying location. Because this NPRM is so restrictive, I fear it's going to encourage a culture of noncompliance and resentment against the FAA. There are solutions to, that will achieve the FAA's goals of a safe and productive national airspace without alienating RC flight enthusiasts. For example, the FAA's own drone advisory committee proposed a lance-like system where permission to fly could be obtained via a smartphone app for any location without any particular equipment being installed on the aircraft. As successful as that lance system proved to be, I feel as if this would have been a no-brainer type of solution instead of what's being proposed in this NPRM. Additionally, the potential cost for a hobbyist 
trying to comply with the rules in this NPRM would be astronomical. Now, I personally have more than a dozen model aircraft of all shapes and sizes. In my experience, this is quite a low estimate for many in the hobby right now. Will there be a way to convert a foam P-51 model into a compliant model? And what could that even cost? What if I have 15 more aircraft that will require the same? For the vast majority of model aviators, a simple software update will not be enough to bring their aircraft into compliance. The cost that will be required to continue participating in this hobby will be completely prohibitive for most in our community. So what will be lost if this NPRM is implemented as currently written is frankly incalculable. Many hobbyists will no longer be able to legally fly aircraft that they have invested so much time and money into. STEM programs that use flight as an incentive to teach core engineering and technology skills to children will be stifled. Many businesses within the U.S. will be at a significant disadvantage to overseas companies that are able to ship parts to consumers inside the U.S. without restriction. Personally, this NPRM threatens a hobby that has been enjoyed for well over 80 years with an impeccable safety record. A fact that seems to be lost at every juncture, though we repeat it over and over. There is a better way. Please work with us in finding it. Sincerely, Matt Ruddick. I want to thank you guys for listening to today's show um, and for listening every week. Quite frankly, we've gotten so much amazing response from you guys um, over the last few weeks, especially with all of the NPRM stuff going on with these special government episodes. Um, We've gotten a lot of great feedback and I want to thank you guys so much for that. Um, But again, I want to thank you guys for listening this week and uh, I promise next week we're going to be back to our normal scheduled stuff. We've got some really cool episodes uh, lined up, some really cool interviews I think you're going to enjoy over the next few weeks. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, we'd love it if you do that. Uh, we're on all the major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And, uh, of course, you can listen right from your browser over at modelaircraft.org slash podcast. And we released a brand new episode every single Monday. So go check that out today. And if you listen through Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you leave a comment there and rate us. Because that'll help us move up and possibly even be featured on one of their uh, charts. And uh, that'll help us get the word out about model aviation to so many more people that may not know anything about it quite yet. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for us, uh, drop us an email at podcast at modelaircraft.org. I get all of those emails right in my inbox, and I look forward to reading all of those. And if you're not already a member of the AMA, head on over to modelaircraft.org. See what the AMA can do for you. We'd love to see you out flying this summer. And uh, if you are already a member, I want to thank you so much for your support. And with that, for everybody here at the AMA, I want to thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll be here next week on another episode of the AMA Podcast.